This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. Andy, quick, uh, name a movie that Haley Steinfeld is in that Deborah Joe Rupp is also in. True Grit. <laughs> really? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. I was like, yeah. her breakthrough was uh, as the kid in True Grit opposite Jeff Bridges's. Oh, really? That's what made her famous, sort of thing. I think so. Well, she was probably on Disney or something. Did, so, did, any, did any of you guys? I didn't know that? her until Pitch Perfect. When the Pitch did Perfect you like? Did, did you like True Get Andy? Uh, yeah, I remember liking that. All right, so here's the thing, right? Now this, is, been this is just what I felt like. I don't know what it is, but I felt like somewhere along the line, Jeff Bridges, like he became something else, right? Yeah, it's like, he, like his li- very marble mouth sort of basically he played that character in almost everything. And he had just like that I'ma sit on the back porch and whittle something before I go kill some shit type person. Like like everything I see him in now, it's like the same he, he had that I don't know, he's like Rooster Cogburn three point or something. I don't know. Well, that's oh, what yeah. I, I mean, mean it was a John, John Wayne remake, right? It was a John Wayne yeah. remake, right? He's trying to be yeah. John Wayne. Not exactly. He wasn't doing a John Wayne impression. He was putting his own grizzled ass spin on it. But uh, it was that was, if I remember right, it was John Wayne with an eye patch, and like the big bit was someone called him a one-eyed fat man on a horse, and then John Wayne got all pissed and went, "Fill your hands, you son of a bitch!" And then they drew, <laughs> and that was the big the big line I remember. Um, I saw the original True Grit, but I don't think I saw this one. You should watch that one. But, she was really but, good in that. Haley Steinfeld was really so, good. So now well, I was just saying we started this by saying I was been watching Bumblebee and she's her acting is so good that it makes the movie. Did you also know that she's a singer? I didn't know she was a singer. I just said my first um welcoming to her were the pitch perfect movies. Oh, and those are singers in that? I mean, she you don't know the pitch perfect singers, they're a acapella group. Come on. Uh, I mean, I know what the movie's about, but I didn't think they're quality. You you know, watch it 50 million times. No, it's the real people. The actors are all singing. So they were actually really sing? Like, yeah. Okay. My daughter's been watching Glee, and I don't think they're really singing Glee. Singles also out there in the world. She has songs here in the And she's also Emily Dickinson, which it's an amazing show. So it's like I've only seen snippets of it, but it looks pretty good. The pop culture world's moving too fast. I need to pause and I can catch up. Pause time. There's no such thing as catch up. We just, I I will never catch up on everything. You've got to be okay with it. So the Coen brothers have, who did True Grit, also have directed a bunch of MCU stuff, right? No. That's the Russo brothers. Oh, Russo brothers. (laughs) I get the Russo brothers, brothers, the Fairley brothers, and the Coen brothers. But the Coen brothers are the ones that do all the fun. You just ones, get them right? confused because they, yeah, they're uh, brothers. Because they're brothers. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, brother, where art thou? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. All those. That's Coen brothers. Like uh, the one with uh, uh, Raising Arizona and all that. Right. Uh, yeah. They, they, okay. They're not always funny movies, but they're always a bit weird and crazy. The Russo brothers are eccentric. They're eccentric. Uh, community. And some other things. How come there's never where, where's the where's my sisters? Where's the sisters that are making movies? Uh, the Marvel underfunded. Do you do you want to get into the world of systematic financial inequality and giving women a chance in spaces that I are ruled knew, by men? I just need to feel this. Yeah, we can have the- that conversation. There are sisters out there doing the damn thing. Will they ever get to where they need to be? All of them, maybe not all of them, but they're out there. We start with the Bryant sisters. The director of the Marvels, Nia DaCosta, uh, black woman. The Marvels, oh, the new coming. movie, yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah. Let's so before we jump into 
Endgame here. I liked it. I like some of the episodes when we talk about like current stuff that's happening, and we're recording this right around the time Marvels is out, and it's a big thing. And and I always bring up the, the, my algorithm headlines that I see, and kind of similar to. <laughs> I feel like it goes right along with the whole uh, hate for. Um, I'm worried um, about your algorithm if those are the things <laughs> that keep showing up on your for you page. Well, not that it's hate, it's just like the headlines and stuff, but like along with the the Brie Larson negativity, all I see is how again, Marvel's is Marvel's representative of the fact that MC, you know, is Marvel done? Is Marvel too much? Everybody's tired of it. And why is Marvel such a dud? And uh, I never click on any of the headlines, but they, I, that's what I'm getting on. So I guess what, yeah. what's the word on the street now about Marvels and the like what's you guys all saw it and liked it, right? Yeah, uh, the yet. deal is I haven't gone yet. It's fun. It's it's kind of breezy. It's uh, uh, easy breezy, uh, beautiful. Uh, Ms. Marvel, uh, Iman Vellani. Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, by the way, Haley Steinfeld won an uh, was nominated for Best Supporting Actress Oscar for True Grit. I'm not that. surprised. She's a very good actress. But uh, it, the it's a really it's a fun breezy kind of movie with a lot of uh, wild uh, stuff and some interesting things. I have a theory. It's not uh, it's not blow you away great, but it's a lot of fun. And, and um, but a we had. Uh, a huge long actor strike that kind of killed any promotion that they could have done for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. There was uh, Iman Vellani, yes, who starred as Ms. Marvel in the Disney Plus series. Right. And whose who's enthusiasm for being in this film is very infectious and makes you want to like it. Oh, did so you that's... also? Okay, good. Okay. Did you yeah. see that she wants to write an issue of Deadpool, Andy? Oh, does she? I know she was actually writing Ms. Marvel comics. Okay, that's she right. She's the one who Deadpool writes. Now. That's right. She writes she comic. Deadpool now. Yeah, we talked about it on yes. one last episode. How cool is that? So that is making. So I'm excited to see just to see these three in something together because I've I liked them all in the movies that we've seen, but I can't see it because I it's going to ruin my learning learning no it's it's kind of standalone it's sort of like a sequel to captain marvel you don't really need much else to i'm not uh, worried about from watching i'm not worried about knowing what's happening i'm worried about it'll mess up i won't remember what i saw in that what i saw especially being a dog there are things now that he's already learned that he either doesn't remember or he forgets <laughs> about, you know. Like Which is why I say go I ahead and watch. TBJ, I was telling TBJ about this Saturday, how like it was something we was talking about. You were like, "What is this from? Why can't I remember? Like, did we see this? Did we talk about this already?" And I was like, "Joe's not retaining some of the stuff that he does." Oh, there's so much. There's just so much. Uh, but I think that's a p- hard part. Is like when we're going through the movie now, I can't remember. I know this happened, but I don't remember. Did it happen in Falcon and Winter Soldier? Did it happen in the Marvels? In you know, the, you know, when did it? So that's why I stopped. I was halfway through Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let me, let me tell my, my theory real quick about this whole yeah, the Marvels not doing so well, and if the MCU done thing, yeah, just because I um, keep seeing all this, this is like you know, like early on how we had like Thor, Thor the Dark World. So you have like these characters who haven't really been introduce that much but you know you've seen it and it's like 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 Andy said like they weren't able to promote it so it's like you're not out there but then also there's the whole thing like it's MCU right and MCU they spend big budget on these movies but then people and not people like people are going to see it but then you're going to like hey you have that that person who's overly critical and they expect it to be bigger than it is just because it has MCU behind it, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it's, it's gotten to a point where people haven't recognized that while this is an MCU movie or you get an MCU show, not everything has to be Avengers level for it to be successful. Sure, mm-hmm. it may not seem in a box office because it didn't make this or it's the lowest score and whatever, but if it's a good movie, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good movie. Sure. Like, like not every 
the movie house all like Star Wars. I'm gonna make a Star Wars film. It's not always gonna be, you know, like a billion dollars bringing you know being brought in because sometimes you have lower tiers, but people don't accept the lower tier when it comes to MCU. So if it doesn't do a hundred million dollar opening weekend, it's a dud. Yeah, you know because that, they. That's I what I want. Yeah. We have to take into consideration this post pandemic world. You like, mm-hmm. you can't compare things to Endgame or Infinity War because we, in post pandemic financially, um, a lot of people have not had discretionary spending. So people right. going to the movies are, it's not happening as much. Right. And to what Art says, a quality of a movie is not always based on how much it made in the movie theater. Cause I can name about 10 quality movies that should win best actor, but don't net that much money because people aren't going or it's not in their interest. So quality and quantity of what's spent doesn't equate good movie. That's a good. And there's also uh, um, the fact that with phase four, it was the start basically of, of, you know, Disney plus, mcu series and so there's a whole lot of marvel on television rather or you know streaming as opposed to being in the theaters so there's a whole lot more content that doesn't require going to the theaters and then the stuff that's in the theaters will be grouped on disney plus eventually anyway so it's there's points been made of like we've kind of trained the audience to not bother as much with films because it's all going to be on streaming yeah, one so that's thing. why I don't go. I'd, I'd rather sit in my underwear and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I stopped going to concerts for the most part because I'd much rather just listen to the music on my own rather than go in with a bunch of sweaty strangers. and Yeah, and be show. all packed in with you. I mean, some rare experiences you still go, you know, you right, want right. to go experience it. But... but I'm also an old piece of shit. That's true. So, uh, <laughs> I've got You're definitely a piece do. of shit. Yes. Uh, there's also the idea that... Uh, Your brother... Yeah, (laughs) there's also the like with phase four, like the whole, uh, you know, Iron Man up to Endgame, like there was a build, there was a slow build. Everything was a novelty. Uh, like the first Avengers movie was like, oh, it's I just saw this online today. I can't remember uh who posted. Someone on Blue Sky was like saying it's like seeing Indiana Jones team up with James Bond and stuff. Like that kind of thing hadn't been done before. And now it's guy. uh, and it's, how it's are you on Twitter alternative ish? Oh, I can give you an invite, Art. Yeah, I need it. I want to. I've been on it. I've been on the invite list for like six, seven months. It's not exactly Twitter because it's hard. To, you can't follow what's trending or anything, but you can follow a bunch of people. In is uh, Blue Sky uh, better than Threads? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been on Threads. I would. So I don't know. Threads. Eh. But uh, <laughs> the, it. it's. Uh, Marvel, like there was a steady build, like from the first Avengers. Oh, there's Thanos's face. You knew yeah. what we were building towards, and you couldn't wait to get to yeah. it. And, and you get and like, Thanos boner. Yeah, like, and even now, now, even now, it's like you know they put so much out there, so much, so many rumors, and this is happening. This is happening. So now it's like what I, what just happened. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say. But it's almost like are are we still with Kang? Is Kang still the big bad? That's like, the, another get... thing I was getting to is uh, <laughs> with Jonathan Majors' off-screen troubles plus uh, uh, the the movies that deal with Kang. I mean, Loki, the two seasons have been pretty good, but which sort of introduced us to Kang in the first place. But, you know, Ant-Man, Quantumania was... Uh, it didn't hit right. I've even seen people saying on, you know, then again, some of this, you know, how do you know what's clickbait and what's a real article and what's well written and what's just bullshit? But I keep seeing all this. It's all probably just clickbait. Yeah. But I see all this shit about like, oh, Loki, is is Loki just too much for people and people don't get it? And is this the signal of the end of the MCU? But everything, everything is clickbait. Everyone wants the MCU to fail or just to imply that the MCU will fail just to get people to read it. Just it's all it the headlines are always yeah. the most sensationalistic thing. There's a thing in the Hollywood Reporter today that was all about why Nia DaCosta bailed on a cast and crew screening uh, and of the Marvels. Like, oh, it's a big sign. But then like in paragraph four or something, they mentioned, oh, she wasn't invited. That's probably why <laughs> she didn't go. 
Yeah, uh, I guess I my my only thing I will say is that I mean, I haven't felt this way yet that anything has been like none of these movies have been disappointing to me. I they're always blow my mind at how good they mm-hmm. are, how good the acting is compared to like we keep going back to this about like good lord, these are good actors. Like there's moments where you want to cry, but then explosions, you know, it's like it's yeah. so cool. And it's like, you know, you guys know all the back story in the comics, but I guess I will say like I just I can't imagine they can keep like once you've done so much, how can you keep keep up that pace? Creativity doesn't die. That it's creativity, and as long as you have new people, fresh ideas, creativity. There's no I mean, you don't run out of a have, Think they about still have stuff. To come on, my fault. Yeah. Wait, yeah, well, you don't run out of what? Would you say TJ? Creativity doesn't run dry. It's not a well that you're going to overuse. So as long as you have creative people with fresh ideas and newness, think about the arts. We've been making movies for how long in the world? We've not run out of things to make movies about. Plays mm-hmm. have been made. We've not run out of ways to make new plays. We keep We've not making. run out of ways to make. No, we keep, we keep we making the same shit. shit. Everybody keeps remaking yeah. crap. But, but that's the... that's a money thing. If yeah. you go look and at that's... the contemporary new stuff, it's still good. People just aren't spending money on it. But the creativity is still there. Like that will never die. And that's right. storytelling, by the way. Remaking stuff, retelling right. old stories. That's how we that's have any stories. Yeah. That's been handed down from campfire days. All right. Okay. It's, everyone's that's a good sort point. of point. And you also gotta realize the MCU, while it may seem like it's been around for a while, like Literally, only Been thing we've been dealing with are Avengers type stuff. That's we true. still have like we 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 barely we've barely tackled space. We've we're just getting mutants. We haven't met the Fantastic <laughs> Four yet. I seen some other clickbait rumor shit the other day where they were saying Anton Chigurh was probably was being sought after maybe to play Galactus. You so mean like, Tupac Shakur? Yeah, no, uh, uh, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. But it's Wait, like at this we point, haven't you... even, we haven't even gotten to like the X Men universe Wait. of MCU yet. There's a lot, and also uh, Kang is not like something I don't hear talked about as as much is the multiverse jumping into the multiverse as much as they have, mm-hmm. kind of especially with you know sort of loki being outside of time and all that like there's lots of stories about that kind of thing in uh, marvel but it also starts to feel make the actual the main thing you've been following it's feeling like, oh this is just one timeline out of a million uh yeah. there's it's sort of like with if it's it's kind of like in doctor strange 2 uh spoilers yep. Joe, I've uh, seen this. Yet. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, there's there's a bit where like they're time hopping because of, or they're dimension hopping, and they go to one where like oh, there's one with Mister Fantastic and all this stuff, and they've got and Peggy Carter is Captain Carter, who she has the Super Soldier Serum and all that, and there's a whole sure, bunch of and, so all and the then, stuff from like What If shows up, kind of thing, kind of yeah, uh, and there's also like the uh, uh, Charles Xavier is there, Patrick Stewart has a guest shot in that. Oh really? Yeah, it's a big deal that they all X-Men show up 96, here. X Men ninety seven and and you've been watching that. Yeah, and they they sort of play that. the the when she he the shows up they do a hint of the the nineties the uh, cartoon theme song in the score. Really, it's kind of neat. But then like Scarlet Witch just kind of hacks everybody to pieces. Just it's supposed <laughs> to show how very anticlimactic. Yeah, it's like ooh, this is how powerful Scarlet Witch is. But it just feels like it's like these. All these cool concepts you just introduced are nothing. And that's been done in comics, too, where they just introduce weird alternate versions of people just to show how strong their villain is or whatever. Uh, and so, so like you get a sense a of, like, like yeah, like, love. here's an alternate version of Captain America. You know how good Captain America is in our world. This is and their then, world's version of that. But he just chopped through this And I was just like talking nothing. to you, I think, about this, Joe, the other day, how, you know, uh, Doctor Strange 2 did a lot of some, some fan service because they had uh, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, well, that's what confused me. That's what I was going to say when you said we haven't seen Fantastic Four. I thought we have now. I thought John Krasinski Te- and technically Uma Thurman we saw him now. Yeah. 
or uh, not Uma Thurman, but uh, I think Emily the, Blunt. Yeah, I think they, the main they, plan with the multiverse. No, Emily Blunt was not. He was oh. just in it because there was a, like a really good Photoshop of them as the Fantastic Four, and then nerds were like, "Yes, this should happen." And nerds then they said, "You know that. what? Let's let's see how the nerds respond to this." And apparently, Doctor Strange didn't do so great, so I think they're recasting. And I, I don't think they necessarily plan to go with him in any way. Can I can I can I go over Joe's head real quick? I, I, I like fucking with Joe's head sometimes, right? So, like, just now I was thinking about this, how, like, you know, we have Kang, you know, then it's like Nathaniel Richards, right? And he started and the, he started the, the Wu-Kang clan, right? And we the have Tom Doris. But like no, how he, Reed he Richards, created astronaut food. How Reed Richards used a uh, a horizontal Tom door to appear in the uh, Illuminati Council yeah, and uh, Doctor Strange too was kind of cool. That's like, uh, even, even yeah, that's that's in, reminiscent of Doctor Doom's famous yeah, time machine yeah. in the comics. But it was like so. in Doctor Strange too. We also have, you know, the whole beginning of the incursion storyline, which and the stuff that they they've been touching on that MCU is just barely grazing the surface with what's going on now. It's like they're setting themselves up to make movies for at least the next 10 15 years and i think the the general outline of plan and this is just me spitballing but it seems fairly apparent that they're the plan was all right let's go into the multiverse let's go into these alternate things we have x-men movies we have you know the spider-man alternate reality from the sony verse i guess we've got even the old fantastic four movies maybe uh like let's and just we have infinite alternate realities to play with uh, including the whatever the Miles Morales universe, so they wanted to like like jump into that, explore that, introduce that as a concept, all these different sort of realities, and then probably the plan was in Avengers the Kang War, like the the things that were introduced or announced as years in the making, Avengers the Kang Dynasty, and then Avengers uh, the Secret Wars, is that they're probably going to contract all these timelines into one and just merge a bunch of them together and create a whole new universe from the start that uh, includes the X-Men, includes the Fantastic Four, includes uh, uh, Captain America, etc. And also would allow them to recast. Like say, here's a new universe. All that stuff happened. Uh, boom, get, boom. And now we've got a new Tom Captain Cruise America. We've got a new Iron Man. We've got a new get whatever. Not Tom Cruise. He's an old. No. It would have to be a Tom new. Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far, every young new person they bring in that I've never heard of is awesome. Like, I mean, like this when Haley's like like Haley St- Steinfeld Steinfeld or whatever her name yeah. is. Haley, Haley Joe Osment Steinfeld. <laughs> uh like as Hawkeye, she's great. The one who played uh who was the the Russian the one in, in Black like, Yelena Belova, Pugh. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Like these are really good young, and then you look up and like, well, there are nine hundred things because they're great. Everybody that's in Wakanda, uh, mm-hmm. like all these Wakandans are amazing actors that everyone already knows except for me because I don't see movies. <laughs> I, the only thing I ever watch is is Reckling. I don't leave the house. I haven't seen a movie in a theater. Here we we're talking about why is anybody going to the theater? I haven't been to a theater in years i don't know the last time i went to a movie in a theater i saw one movie and it was uh nope and that was it in the past like 15 years probably so and it was bad so i was like well now i don't ever want to see a movie again no. but why would i go when i can just wear my pajamas and watch what was new three months ago everybody's all excited three months ago and i'm like oh, i can't wait to see that eh, i waited three months now i'm watching it so uh, the the older you get the less you're concerned with being at the forefront of what's new yeah i don't care but no. here's the thing, Joe. What happens when we in- inadvertently blow up, right? And now we're getting invited to movie premieres. I'm gonna be like, I'll wear my pajamas. pajamas. Yeah, we, no, that'll that's be your what stick. we should do. We should all nerd school as a collective should do that. We all wear our pajamas. No, if Tiffany's going to a movie premiere, Tiffany's getting glitzy because Tiffany's <laughs> getting wifed up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tiffany would rock that red carpet. That's the thing. Yeah. Know. The red I mean, carpet I, and me are friends. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, you guys can be in your pajamas. 
Okay. I'm going to be in sequence somehow. <laughs> I, I love that the third person just, just swings right in when it's talked about. <laughs> if Tiffany's doing this, Tiffany's doing that. Occasionally, the third yeah. person has to appear. Will Tiffany still take pictures with the three of us if we're in our pajamas? Maybe. Another people will get it. I just want you to know, people know. Be like, you be like, let's get this one in real because quick. Because I have okay. to tell you, we got a DM. Um, Andy, I think oh, this is someone go. you know. But in the DM, he specifically says, mm-hmm. he specifically says, you should get a medal with how you put up with those guys. <laughs> so point what out, did you respond with? Yes, I should get a medal. I'm waiting on the Peace Corps, uh, the Nobel Peace Committee to, to bring me one. But <laughs> to say that is saying, if you guys wore pajamas and I didn't, I think the world would be like, that tracks. Like, yeah. no one that listens to us would be surprised. <laughs> That I was not in pajamas. But we need designer pajamas. We need sparkly pajamas. Like glitter. Like, straight up Hellfire Gala type shit. Yeah, right? yeah. Hellfire Gala, but there's still I pajamas. I want a cape. <laughs> we should all wear capes. That should be a thing. I mean, I would even wear a cape with a formal yeah. dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Capes are capes need to come back. So that's I want said, a cape with a really big collar. Like we're all but, like, but basically like, oh, he's very villainous. <laughs> yeah, the I think it, it's it's a whole lot of factors at play. There there could be superhero fatigue, sure. Uh, Marvel Comics puts out shit tons of comics all the time. Not everybody reads everything, and uh, they're yeah. not all of them are great sellers that kind of thing. But there's a, there's a lot of interesting characters, and people are more excited when the characters are mixing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. characters doing like, their own solo thing. So I I like what they did with like I mean I guess you could say it's superhero-y but like Werewolf by Night, right? Mm-hmm. MCU product. But then, it, you know, it was horror and it was like, it wasn't like overtly superhuman, right? Yeah. This is a comic I mean, book? No, it's it's right. the Werewolf by Night Disney Plus. They had a Halloween special last year. It was all oh. black and white. Uh, and then they uh, released a colorized version of it this year. It's a, but it's like it's a cartoon. No, it's a live action. Uh, okay. It's a it's basically a werewolf story. Okay. You didn't watch werewolf. Sorry, Art. No, I don't know what it is. I've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, it's a Marvel snap card that just came out recently. That's why the Marvel homework. I know yes. about the snap card. I want. There's also Elsa Bloodstone is in it. Show? Oh, Bloodstone's in that. That's what Elsa Bloodstone's Bloodstone. From? And uh, we I get, love that card too. In Marvel, snap. we get the man thing in there too. Oh, I love me some Marvel snap. Oh yeah. Sorry. But, um, uh, I feel like ahead, it's one of those things where they can start getting uh, even even comic book movies in general. Like, I guess getting back to not being as superhero-y. So like how back in the day you used to have like the human target with that pretty dude. I forget his name. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, uh, Mark Valley, I think his name is. I liked him on Boston Legal, too. But it's like, you know, you have like these are movies made by comic book houses or comic book industry type things, but then it's not like if no one knew it was a comic book movie, you wouldn't have known it. Like a lot of cool detective stories and suspense stories that you know they could probably pull from to get us uh, away from the superhero and Superman <laughs> superhero and tights fatigue. Well, speaking it. of suspense, when we last were with the Avengers, we were left in suspense because everybody was disappearing into clouds of dust. <laughs> we're like, what's going to happen here? Way. Yeah, so then we start Endgame with another... Can we welcome... I love we've gotten 30 minutes in. Let's welcome to the <laughs> podcast, friends. Welcome we're, to another episode. Forty five minutes. Game. It's fine. We never do it, but I well, do want you know to crazy somewhere. We we kind of did what they did with this movie here, right? Because Endgame kind of started, and then we're like twenty <laughs> minutes into it, they rolled the credits or something like that. Yeah, they had the luxury yeah, yeah. of assuming everyone had seen Infinity War already. <laughs> everyone coming to Endgame <laughs> had already seen Infinity War. What are you that Being one person? Like the phenomenon it was Infinity War. Like what the hell's going on here? Uh, if you just walked into Avengers Endgame thinking that there hadn't been any other previous movies, um, <laughs> that would be awesome. You would have I no idea what's that happening. Guy. Let's see if Carrington Windfall did that. 
Because <laughs> she hasn't Something seen any Star Wars. Maybe yeah, she Star hasn't Wars. seen. Uh, that's why I think our first episode with her needs to be just a, a just a, like a let's find out what you know, what you would, uh, and then we all come up with yeah. a consensus of how we're going to do Star Wars. But right. that's not there. This is our first end game episode, and we have just a couple more episodes till we have episode one hundred coming up. This is this mm-hmm. one. I would I think say that this is episode ninety eight. Then I think it is. It's a, yeah. This would be episode ninety eight. So uh, we'll try to get. Can we get through this in two episodes? No. Three. I can tell you now. We've already been not. talking <laughs> yeah. for almost an hour and we <laughs> haven't started the movie. And I love y'all, but I'm not talking to y'all for two hours tonight. Oh. <laughs> I gotta work. Two jobs jump? tomorrow. Can we jump work, in the movie work. though? Can we jump in? Work, 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 yeah. Work. We can. Yeah, well, I'll let you decide. Do we start the movie or did we just live off of getting everyone ready for the movie before we started? Uh, let's do a quick recap. Avengers yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, Thanos collects all the Infinity Stones. Uh, much after much struggle and hardship of all the Earth's heroes trying to stop him from doing this, um, being in outer space all over the place, but he does it. He collects them. Thor has a chance to stop him, and he doesn't go for the head. So Thanos does the snap. Erases half of all life in the universe, all oh, living golly. things. And I think this includes, you know, trees and dogs and stuff. And uh, so everyone just sort of evaporates. And then in the two interstitial movies, uh, we've seen uh, Ant-Man is uh, stuck in the quantum zone because Hank Pym, Janet Pym, and Hope Van Dyne all got blipped, blinked out of existence while he was in there expecting them to bring him back after like five minutes right so he's off in the quantum zone uh uh let's see captain marvel and then captain marvel we learn that she exists and nick fury has a previous relationship with her and that he uh handled called her on an emergency beeper from the 90s that she left him with uh before he evaporated and almost said motherfucker yeah and uh yeah and then so captain marvel's aware of that and then she has come to Earth and answered the call. And like at the, the call. Yeah. And like at the end, yeah, because she shows up and was like, Where's Fury? Right. The end yeah. of that post credit scene. Yeah. When they're all like trying to figure out what they're gonna do about it. And then this one opens up right away with Jeremy Renner's family, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was not in Infinity part? War at all. Yeah. So they had to bring him in and then they show that his and this is kind of what it really gets to But the, it's a how, creative way to bring it in. Yeah. Because we didn't see him in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So we assume that he is just not plugged into what's happening. So opening it up with him while it's happening in real time to him was a really cool way to open the movie. Yes, like this is what's happening to everybody basically who has no idea what's going on, who I guess hasn't been watching the news uh-huh. with the alien spaceships over New York again. He's just living but... the farm life. And then, and then the, I think the thing about this that's kind of interesting is just that here's, here's a scenario where everyone except for him is blipped. Like his whole, he loses his whole family. A lot of people are just like one or the other, you know, it's one, you know, at uh-huh. least, at least it got so and so, but not so and so. But it's like his wife and, what three kids or was it two kids i don't know but it's like he, he has three he loses everybody and just like what am i in the and he's like you said he's not watching the news he's not seeing what's going on he's like what's happening and then we also get the fact that this has kind of driven him to be this crazy samurai murderer guy you know this like contract killer uh we get it's, not, it's not a contract he's hunting He's hunting like people, crime right? bosses and stuff. Crime bosses just to like, kill. Them, yeah. I think it's the uh, yakuza in Japan. We see him after later when he's yeah. in his, uh, which is an outfit, uh, Ronin identity. So that's what I wanted to ask you guys about this Ronin thing. I think we probably touched on this during Hawkeye when we kind of covered it. But yeah, is that that's a storyline throughout comics? That's a thing Hawkeye does. Uh, not necessarily just Hawkeye. Uh, but it, oh. there was a period of time where he was undercover as Ronan, and then other people have been undercover as Ronan as well. So Ronan like a, is sort of like a kind of like Black Panther. It's an identity like a... that it's not like a mantle that's passed to people. It's not like doesn't mean anything. It's just like I'm yeah. going to put on a mask and do some shit I shouldn't do. Well, you know what uh, a Ronan is, hero. right? Yeah, oh, Ronan a... is a samurai, right? As no. a samurai without a master. Oh. Or a master or a. Uh... 
God damn it, why is this not emperor? Yeah, like an, like without an emperor or a uh fuck. It'll come back to me. This is like a freelance samurai, but no accountability to anyone. Yeah, it's not necessarily freelance. It's not like you're necessarily hiring yourself out, but it's you you're basically controlling your own destiny rather than in service of uh, a higher lord, I guess, or something. Yeah, because so basically Ronin, it's like wasn't Ronin a movie? Ronin forty seven Ronin or something like that, or yeah, yeah there's it's a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a have it listed as a samurai without a mask. But... 40, there's, 40, there's 47 Ronin. There's Ronin with Robert De Niro. And all I know about that is that he's like a criminal and a truck blows up. I've never saw that movie. So, Okay. So, but this, yeah, kind of just, we see Clint Barton and his his family disappears and it's that's heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. And that's basically your everyman perspective of this is what's happening all around the world and all around the universe. And then they jump forward to After Infinity War, where Tony Stark. I mean, this is still After Infinity War. But yeah, this is Tony Stark and Nebula are the well, only two people left War, on yeah. Titan. Him and Nebula. And that's when, at this part, when he's with Nebula and they're like, he's showing her how to play football or whatever. The little mm-hmm. I had to stop and be like, okay, how the hell did these two get together? I don't remember. What, so I had to go back again to the end of Infinity War to rewatch because Captain Marvel kind of threw us off into this other thing. Yeah. Um, but because there's so, so yeah. many and they they roll into each other, but uh, but that was kind of a sweet moment with him and you know kind of helping her hu- humanize her a little bit, learn her, you know, have her. And like these two people have no, they don't know each <laughs> yeah, other. They yeah. have no connection until this point, and now yeah. they're the last two people on Titan because all of the Guardians of the Galaxy are gone. Spider Man, Doctor Strange. But it's like you won, you won the game. Wasn't that fun? That was that fun. Was fun. Yeah, that was just something so funny. I would like, like to try again. I would like to play again. Like, yeah, teaching Nebula how to play a game. Like, <laughs> yes, what fun! Never had a game in her whole life. It's like she's been this tortured soul by Thanos her whole life, and I don't know. It's just a funny thing that they do in humanizing these like warriors and aliens and things. And so I don't know. That's that's funny and cool. Uh, but they're out of power and they're quickly running out of air and all seems lost until they float past Carol Danvers, AKA Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, who we know, uh, hates men. Um, uh, and <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding. As she should. <laughs> As she should yeah. <laughs> uh, what well, we now know her from, uh, the movie we just finished, which is great. And she tows them back to earth. And it's kind of like, right. As, Tony's like about to take his last couple of breaths, right? He's about mm-hmm. to die. He leaves yeah. that video for uh, Pepper, uh, and he, he she brings him back to Earth, uh, where she had been summoned by Nick Fury before he was killed in a snap. They arrive and are greeted by what remains of the Avengers: Steve Rogers, Rocket Raccoon, <laughs> Natasha Romanoff, Bruce Banner, James Rhodes, Thor. I think that's it. And uh, Pepper Potts is there too. Oh, Pepper's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you just said that Pepper, Pepper, and the what's left. I of said, the Avengers. yeah, I said that for yeah, Pepper and. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe I didn't say that. Um, but they asked so, like Tony, the original like Avengers, um, are left. Yeah, it's kind of all the original ones, right? Yeah, except Hawkeye, who is off on his own right yeah, now. He hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. They asked Tony if he has any info on Thanos, and he freaks out. Blaming Captain America's going underground is the reason they lost. Tony essentially tells them they're on their own and goes off with Pepper. And this is the first time Iron Man and Captain America, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, have been in the same room talking to each other since Civil War. That's right, because they had their risks yeah. and their enemies, sort of. Yeah, they're not. Yes. They're on the, different sides of what they should do with they were not all on the requirements and rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like a big part of why Tony Stark is angry is because they were not together. Of a like he was trying to protect the earth before to make this not happen and it yeah. happened and he's pissed off but still blaming steve for yeah. fucking it all up and so they weren't together like even yeah. though steve said like, we'll do that together too we'll lose together and they were apart and he's like i got no love or no respect or no liar that whole bit yeah is but but he's also not entirely in his right mind. Yeah, he's, he's no, he's, 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 he is in distress. He is 
traumatized and you mm. know he lost the boy he lost the kid yeah he lost his little buddy yeah and he was almost dead he was dying like actively dying and but you kind of see like his first response when he sees steve is like i lost the kid like he wants there's still the friendship there yeah like and it takes him a while to get sitting down and get an iv in him before he remembers he's mad right and yeah uh, then again, we're the I mean, Avengers, right? Not the pre-Avengers. We're, we're the Avengers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, like part of. Uh, there's some comic book elements there in that, like Tony Stark was sort of like this futurist kind of guy who was always trying to predict the future and guard against it, sort of thing. Whereas Steve Rogers is like, you, people got to have freedom to do shit, and if they do it wrong, that's when we step in. Uh, so that's, I guess, a fundamental. Uh, philosophy difference. Yeah, I feel like we've we've kind of talked. Yeah, yeah, that a lot with like, yeah, minor. What was it Minority Report or whatever is the yeah. Tom Cruise? I also like Tony Stark's reaction. Why is it to... the second time Tom Cruise has been brought up in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just not for the rest of this episode? Art's got a poster of Tom Cruise on his ceiling and he falls asleep. I got a Tom Cruise boner. I know he does. Tom Cruise but we've said his name or a movie with him in it twice now. I didn't say it though. So I know. I didn't blame you. It's, apparently it's a... there's some Tom Cruise essence. Amongst this podcast, we it's, need to get rid of it. We need to sage this joint of Tom Cruise. It's the lingering thing where in the '90s, Tom Cruise was always kind of like the leading choice to play in Iron Man, if that were to be a thing. But well, uh, he's just, I'm glad they, he didn't. They all Kevin Feige, call me. <laughs> no. At this point, they all discuss that they want to. They got to try to kill Thanos. They got to, yeah. Get back. I like Tony's response to finding out Rocket Raccoon is not a build a bear. Yeah, I thought you were building <laughs> suddenly the that raccoon talks funny. and then Tony starts like holy shit, what is that? Yeah, I thought you were a build a bear. Uh, I thought you were building a why are you talking? But Nebula and then he goes, Maybe I am. That's what that's Rocket's <laughs> response to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I am. I thought that that's funny that he quickly said that. Like, instead of like him not having an idea what a build a bear is, he's like, Yeah. F you maybe I am. But Nebula turns out. But think about Build a Bear. That's kind of like he was. He doesn't know what he is. If especially if you've seen Guardians Three, which is great, he learns about his origin. That's kind of like someone took him and built him. That was. I just realized that now. That means way more than I thought it was. Oh yeah, Uh, I like that even more. Yeah, because we yeah because he was kind of like. Yeah, he was built as like someone's toy. Shout out to the writer. Oh yeah, yeah, good shout out there. Damn that yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. No, that was that's a, that's a, a, a Easter chicken because that's not really completely revealed until Guardians three. There you go. Well, Nebula, Nebula has a general idea where her father Thanos went. The heroes managed to find an energy signature showing that Thanos recently used the stones again. So they fly off to the planet where he resides to attack him. And Thanos is easily overwhelmed. Uh, and the heroes demand to know where he hid the Infinity Stones, intending to use them to undo the death Thanos caused. Yeah, Thanos' retirement plan. He's in a garden. He's just living yeah, he's peacefully just by himself. Relaxing. And you can see he's complete, like his whole, the Infinity Gauntlet arm is like frazzled and barely working. Yeah. And his whole side of his face is scarred. He's just living off the grid. Establishing what happens when you use the Infinity Stones the way he did. Yeah, and it's just like, well, you got to play God and kill half the people, and then you get to just relax and have a relaxing uh-huh. retirement, you know. Um, so they, uh, let's see, he tells the Avengers that the energy signature they detected was his using the stones to destroy them. Uh, Thanos explains that he didn't want his hard and good work to be undone by short-sighted people like the Avengers, so the stones are now gone. Destroying the Infinity Stones nearly killed him. That's why he's in a weakened state. And after coming to terms with the fact that Thanos really destroyed the Infinity Stones, Thor beheads him. And the heroes right after he has like an almost bonding moment with Nebula for the first time ever. Like Nebula has craved right. his approval for oh, her Thanos entire life. Yeah, yeah whole like, life. Like, whole like life. Thanos' last thing was like, "Perhaps I've been too harsh on you." 
Yes. And that's like something Nebula has wanted her entire life. Oh, and then suddenly yeah. his head's off. And, and Nebula's like, gone, right, yeah. like blood splatters on her face. And she's like, and it's, it's a good moment. That's kind of a weird, yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he's headless and then they go back to earth, unable to change anything. And then the film jumps ahead five years. Um, do we think this is a good place to stop? I would say so. Yeah, I like yeah. the bit. I, just a couple other bits. I yeah. like uh, Rocket turning around and saying, who here hasn't been to space? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Steve yeah. Rod. Yes. Cap and Nat. And, Don't uh, puke uh, on my ship. Then yeah, Don Cheadle yeah. all have to raise their hands. Yeah, I actually, ah. I actually paused that and looked. Okay, who did? Who hasn't been there? Who? Which of these guys haven't been? Because I couldn't remember. And, that, and that's yeah. great. It, a great way to remind everybody that space is. I mean, yeah, we've seen the Guardians movies enough that like we're familiar with what goes on in Marvel space. Not everybody is. Captain America has not been to fucking space. He hasn't yeah. needed to, right? They haven't needed to. They've been down here fighting yeah. for America on in on Earth, so they haven't had to think about what the hell's happening in space. I Why also like to... in this same part, Andy, I do like that they're going outside their normal bounds. Like they're not fighting, taking the battle to them outside of their wheelhouse. I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, let's let's go to space. Let's let Captain America be in space once. And there's like an even close up of like his eyeball as he's experiencing space for the first time, and that's yeah. kind of a neat moment as can well. I, this is so I, full of neat little moments. So many, a lot yeah. of callbacks to the whole saga so far, but there's also just oh, so many really like good character beats that you'll miss. Uh, so in a second, yeah. <laughs> how can I do this <laughs> um, let's just say it's an Easter chicken All right. and let's just say <laughs> oh boy we're dancing like we're the only two people in the room right now um, <laughs> okay when that one line was uttered now that you know what you know does it seem different to you uh, I'm not entirely space. sure I'm following you about space <laughs> The line uh, that you just said. Uh, who hasn't been in space? Who here hasn't been to space? Knowing what you know now. Oh, are you talking about the secret invasion thing? Yes. Where was it? I don't know. You're assuming something that I'm not sure was actually established in saying? secret That's invasion. What I'm That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, do you like where did you sit? Like, did you did you feel uh, no, like that? That's that's him. That's not a that's not a scroll. You don't think it's a scroll? I don't think it's a scroll because okay. Secret Invasion was not received well enough for that that uh, implication to be real, to be accepted, and to be dealt with. It's like in Marvel comics when someone introduces a plot point, and everyone says that that sucks. They just try to ignore it as much as possible going forward. <laughs> Okay, I do want to point out since we're before we jump to the five years before the other bit I do enjoy is before they go to space when uh, they don't just all agree to go. Remember, Captain Marvel is like, goodbye, I got to go kill people. Uh, I got to kill Thanos. And everybody's like, girl, we don't do that. We're like a team. And she's yeah. like, Listen, yeah. I don't have time for this. We either do this or we don't. And I like that pits of everyone having to get on board with her because her knowledge of what's happening around everywhere versus what's happening on earth makes it a little more urgent for her mm. than the rest of them. And I just realized art and I are tiptoeing around spoiling a show. I, I just spoiled the hell out of like, uh, what was it? What was I just talking about? Spoiling the heck out of, was it um, Dr. Strange two? You did. But for some reason, we're trying not to spoil Secret Invasion, which was <laughs> not any good, really. Yeah, anyway. I mean, it had some bits that were okay, but... Yeah, but it was just like, what the fuck? Yes, I think you're limiting how much you make Joe's brain frazzle with information he doesn't yeah. need yet. I do like what TBJ is saying about Captain Marvel, because I like the line where she's like, let's go kill him. Like, Why? What's different now? You have me. And I was yeah. like, 
That's right, because she is that's like, kick kind of, ass. Yeah, yeah. It's like she's she's the toughest, she's one the strongest all. Avenger. It's, yeah. it's all almost strongest Avenger. Almost yeah. sort of like how when Okoye was like saying when um Scarlet Witch came down, she's like, "Where has she been?" Kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 like the most powerful person up there guarding Vision. Yeah, and yeah. It's like where the fuck she been all this time? Like I was thinking that same thing. It's like we need her, but at the same time, she was where she should have been. Because the minute she was on the field, yeah, I know we talked about that, yeah. But I think also, like, I know we'll get to this, but just the the moment in this whole big huge battle when all the women are just taken over and just be destroying every like all the ladies together are is like it was like oh my god, I thought that was awesome. That's like a complete splash page from Marvel Comics. That's what it would be, but. That was like one of the first times outside of the Captain Marvel movie that I started hearing the like like dude bros were pissed about yeah. that. Fuck like that. oh that's yeah. pandering. Fuck you, the pandering. That's awesome. Yeah. This is cool. Well, this dude is, bros like every third comic book has bro. Yeah. Yeah. And dude bros are gonna dude bro. And if you give women too much because we can't be strong, um, to that I say to many dude bros, I dare you to fight me. Yeah. Outside of that, did a special called the Pan Enter the Pandaverse, where they was making fun of uh, Bob Iger and how like they took all of the South Park characters and replaced them with women of color. Highly inappropriate, but then also makes kind of sense the way that they were saying like how people get really upset when their famous fabled character or like a woman takes the place of or or what or a person of color takes the place of something outside of the norm and it was it's one of those if you can find it you should watch it it's kind of it's it's inappropriate but it's also it kind of makes sense for the world the way that we live in now how people can accept that certain characters and certain things doesn't necessarily have to be tied to a uh, race or gender, but it's not even. I'm telling you, listen. I'm, this is how I relate to Carol Danvers. We are not the same, except we both served in the Air Force. But I think about every time I go to Harris Teeter. If you go to Harris Teeter up front, there are parking spaces for veterans, right? Mm-hmm. Every time I park in that space, do you think someone questions me? Oh, I bet. Yes. Every, not every time, but a lot of times. And I think about that when we get scenes like where it's all badass women doing something like battling shit. It, badass women exist. Badass women do badass things. Yet the world we live in, we've grown up learning or being told, you can't throw like a girl. Don't fight like a girl. That is systematic, right? You were told that as little boys. Don't cry, that's girly. Mm-hmm. So everything you've equated to women and girls is not good. So when Marvel mm-hmm. puts a badass scene like this, that is just so good. And we're jumping ahead, but y'all, yeah. you've seen yeah. the plus scene. But anytime there is a lead that is a woman that is badass, there's going to be pushback because for generations on generations on generation, men and boys have been told, don't do X, Y, and Z. That's girly. Don't cry. Don't show emotions. Girls can't hit. Girls can't fight. So as much as I can't stand do bros at the movie theater, I also am like, I get it. Cause we spent the whole life telling you mm-hmm. that girls suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your parents told you that the schools told you that. So unless you've gone to therapy, you haven't processed that stuff. Now is it an excuse for the, for the hate that Brie Larson gets? No, they can suck a dick, but whoa, it is. evident. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It is evident that men in this world have not been taught that there is strength in women that is valuable. And so when these movies come up, when the women take the lead or are the strongest, they have full-blown tantrums and then tell us that we're too emotional. But again, I dare you to go read their articles and their tweets. Yeah, Yeah, uh, I did hear some some opinionation recently about like the the dude bros that are like you know vocally you know anti-feminist and like the kind of dude bros that like 
make is the it just online it, well not necessarily but it, like no, the, it's the just, thing it, the the stuff that makes the online conversation around Captain Marvel in general and uh too many female led projects so they're loud but they're not necessarily as influential as they would one would think they might be no and and i guess a case in point louder. would be that that they can't make those same people a lot of the same people are have been falling all over themselves to get Zack Snyder back in DC comic stuff and uh that hasn't worked either. no you ever heard of that so i, I yeah i don't i mean <laughs> yeah like the loudest voice gets the most attention yeah. but it's not necessarily but it's Indicative it would be great of everyone's if opinions. We lived in a world where they just got therapy and made up with their moms. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> around, get it together. Because I don't want to hear it every time we come out with a new movie where there's a woman lead or a person of color lead. Mm. Like just Yeah. Well, a minute ago, Art mentioned Bob Iger. Uh so just for people that don't know, uh can somebody explain who Bob Iger is and what he's tasked with. He's over Disney. He's like the new Disney CEO and he's supposed to. Like... He's not new. He was old. Then he left. Then he's back. Uh, okay. He's a returning guy. But aren't they, isn't his whole thing like he's supposed to clean up Disney or something or. Some things fell to the wayside when he left. So he's like basically bring me back i'll get it together they do have problems behind the scenes he is not a perfect solution any old white guy in charge of anything is not a perfect solution <laughs> but uh he is banking on his past self and what he did for the company to kind of bring it back to its glory days i guess do you think yeah, we'll um the wu-tang clan would be a better choice to take over disney they can take over the world. Wu Tang for president. Well, if Wu Tang Clan did take over Disney, um, whether you know it or not, Joe, you're you're probably making fun. But Method Man is heavy in the comic book. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I heard in the he, comic book. Yeah, doesn't he want to play Bishop? I think I think I think I heard him say that. But but most of Wu Tang is in the comics. So oh, yeah. it would probably be a pretty good, pretty good um offering of. But are they into Disney princesses? They probably have daughters. Everybody, you don't have to have a daughter to be into Disney princesses, Joe. I was just telling TBJ that Princess Tiana is coming to my game in February. Who is Princess Tiana? She's coming to your what? Disney Dreamlight Valley. She's coming to the valley. I think it's in February. I don't know what. Is she going to be able to turn into a frog? Uh. Maybe I've got a Princess Tiana in my freezer. I'm in my refrigerator. What did you do to her? You should let right? her go, Joe. I need you to think <laughs> about what you just said. No, oh, not alive. It's not alive. Uh, no, oh, what did you do to her? Work, <laughs> She's an action figure. Uh, oh, okay. No, I. Uh, Why is she in your freezer? She I have a thing now where uh, if I find any of the kids' old crap out of place that they just threw somewhere, I just put it somewhere around the house and see how long it takes people to notice it. And so Princess <laughs> Tiana's been in the in the little thing where the butter is for like I keep hearing people go, who put this in the refrigerator? What's Ain't this no doing in the it. refrigerator? <laughs> There's like a hot wheel car sitting on top of a mirror that I don't know if anybody's even noticed. Like it's on the wall and there's like a random Star Wars characters in Amy's wreaths and things that she puts up. Um so there you go. That said, let's let TBJ go to bed and we'll come back five years later. <laughs> five years into the future. Not quite five years for us. We're more like Ant-Man. It'll feel like five minutes. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, but it'll be five years into the future. Yes. And then we'll just we'll hit the ground running next time. No idle talk unless some crazy news happens with the Disney universe. I need you all to look in the mirror and tell yourselves that. Yeah, arts are because our hundredth episode has to be special. So what? What is the next uh, MC? It's it's like the what? What if season two is that? That's coming in December, right? Spider Man, right? And they just released a trailer for like the the Sony, yeah, the Sony verse. 
which currently includes Venom, uh, uh, Morbius, <laughs> and they're doing a Craven the Hunter movie, and now they're doing Madam Web to introduce like a fleet of Spider Women. And oh, that's a Sony verse. That's not part of them. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I don't know if it's. I honestly don't even know. Did anyone what? see Morbius? Did you see Morbius art? Morbius sucked ass. I was telling Josh Frank. Me and Josh Frank. <laughs> Josh Frank, friend of the show. Josh Frank. Talking Josh about Frank. Morbius the other day, and I just like because I was like I fucking hate Jared Leto. Like he he, he when I look at Jared Leto, I feel the way that Joe felt when he looked at um what's the name son that played Russell's son Wyatt what's the Wyatt Russell? Oh yeah. Like he, Jared Leto has like I told I told Josh I was like you know what. What's that that band with 30 second to Mars? He needs to just go back to doing that. Like he has this, it's just something about him. Like I feel like like how wrestling term, how like people sit there and say that LA Knight cross plays. I mean cross not cross plays. Cosplay. Cosplays. Cosplays yeah. cos as um Roman Reigns said he cosplayed as as a hellbelly version of his cousin, The Rock. But I feel like Jared Leto was cosplaying at somebody, and I just can't put my finger on it. But like, <laughs> I did like his Joker, like his, like he had his Morbius. It's like everything I see Jared Leto in. It's like it's lit. It's it's one of those things where you would love it, Joe, because <laughs> it gives that because you love things that suck. It, <laughs> it gives that Joe verse vibe. I it's think like, he's cosplaying Leto, as uh... he's the same person in everything. His Morbius sucked ass. And then the fact that he had Matt Smith in it. What's the guy's name? I'm like, ah, the doctor. What a waste. Now, uh, was was Morbius connected to Venom at all? I don't know if the Sony-verse is actually connected. All the films are supposed to be connected or not. It was was supposed to be connected to, I want to say, like, you know, when it was promoing it, you would see like the posters with Spider Man on it, right? Okay. So it's like, uh, it's like this. It's, it, eh, it's one of those. It's literally one of those movies that you try that you make, where it's like, okay, this is a Spider Man villain, so this movie is going to be great because we're going to put Jared Leto in it because he played the Joker in the Suicide Squad. This is going to the thirty second of Mars front man is in this movie. This movie is going to be great. We're going to put the eleventh Doctor in it. Uh, no, he wasn't the eleventh Doctor, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, we're going to put the eleventh Doctor in it. It's going to be amazing. But it sucked. Is Jared Leto trying to be Russell Brand? No, he's dressed. I don't think he's trying to be Russell Brand. I do think he can come off that way. Um, but like even I don't his like interviews. Jared Leto, but I do appreciate my so-called life Jared Leto as Jordan Castellano that we all had a crush on in high school. Did uh, we all though? We all did. Yes, even Joe <laughs> and he had a crush in high school. Yeah, but you know, sometimes your high school crushes grew up to be weirdos who play the shit yeah. version of the Joker oh, he was and in, he was abuse in his people on the set uh, with him. Like I said, I loved him then. Now I don't back. I haven't backed him in a movie in a very long time. But that that Jared Leto was A plus plus (laughs) plus. He was in this movie with Denzel. Like Jet, it was almost as if Morbius was in a movie with Denzel. That's what it (laughs) felt like. Morbius was in a movie with Denzel, but he didn't have any regenerative powers or anything. He was just a, a serial killer, creepy dude. But it was it was it was Morbius. And a movie with Denzel, with Denzel freaking Washington. <laughs> ah, Jared Leto, go away. No, boom. Okay, Art Star is not like Jared Leto. And with that, we're going to leave you, nerds, and come back uh, to the next episode, which will be episode 90. I'd rather listen to Liv Tyler talk than watch oh, anything with Jared Leto in it. That's, that's nasty. No, but that's that's correct. You should want you should want to watch a Liv Tyler thing more than a Jared Leto thing. But it's nasty for Art because he hates Liv. Tyler. Yeah, we know Art. Liv that's... Tyler's coming back. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with having to be. You know... I'm sure she's so glad for your approval now. <laughs> As you should, because I am. Uh, who am I? 
Who am I? Say my name. Say my name. Thank you for the podcast. Okay, good night, everybody. Of a pessimism, glad to see Obama, but don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems, Mr. Officer. Now they POTUS look like me, you don't think again. We're seeing brothers rolling down the street. Every Martin Luther King on his American dream. Still a Rodney being beaten, screaming, fuck the police. Me, I'm running through the pasture, trying to get away from master. But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster. Can't fast for Caucasian, but I got a couple papers from the plantation saying I graduated. Congratulations, cool beans, but to most school beans. Trying to dodge STDs, living off government cheese Trust the government, please Not even if it was me Sitting in the Oval Office as Commander-in-Chief Trying to give us us free But there's a nigga in my ear saying You got it, Superman, you ought to keep it here Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting Raps come to Kente without the half-stepping A new chapter, back with new lessons After that, the final exam, any questions? podcastnetwork.com Excelsior